Welcome to the first season of the NFADB podcast, Pilot Project, constructed by the Volunteer Board of Directors of the National Family Association for Deafblind. This podcast will share the journeys and insights of families and educators and loved ones impacted by individuals with deafblindness. We hope you find what we share to be beneficial, helpful, and inspiring. If you like us, please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. This allows NFADB to continue its partnership with iTunes. Please go to the NFADB website at nfadb.org and click on the donate button. Thanks for listening. This is podcast number six. Mother and entrepreneur extraordinaire Sherry Kapaska is here to share her journey with her daughter Jackie. Together, they have launched Jackie K Bags, a success story of customized employment. Get your notepad ready. You will enjoy this conversation. Today's podcast, we have Sherry Kopeska. Kopeska. Kopeska, thank you so much for being here. And it's good to be here. Just interested in knowing more about her and her journey. And so, Sherry, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, Jackie is 28 years old. She has cerebral palsy. She has um, mild visual impairments, and um, she her hearing impairments is that she hears extremely too well. She has supersonic hearing, so she's very, very sensitive to different noises. Um, but when, uh, when she went through school, we had uh, some really good few good years that the teachers were really in tune with her but then we had some that weren't so good Um, but when she got into uh, middle school and high school when she got into the transitioning times the only thing that they had on her IP for transitioning was moving her into a residential home even though we kept saying no that's not our plan um, we just knew that there had to have been something that she could do we had no idea We didn't know what transitioning was, it wasn't explained, um, but we just knew that they kept pushing this residential home. That wasn't on the agenda. So um, we just kept going through and then she was going to turn 21 and graduate from her program and I knew I waited to the last minute. I was like, what am I going to do with her? She's not going to sit at home and do nothing. So I went to an employment conference that we had in Kansas. and. They said go to her job site, see what it is that her job coach has been working with her on, and make it a business. And my thought process was, oh my gosh, I'm a mom. What in the world am I supposed to do? I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And he said, just just go see what it is that she does. So I went to the job site, and the job coach showed me that Jackie loves to shop, and they were making tote bags, and they were making them out of placemats and the napkins that matched. And that's the only thing that they did. And Jackie would operate the switch, which would be connected to an electric box. And then the job coach would be running the fabric through the sewing machines. And Jackie loved the whole process. Um, Jackie was the one that loved to sew. So I knew that that definitely had to be the project for her. And I could sew, so I knew I could do that. So we started off with just a few few items and and just to see how it went and we had a party for her graduation and the few bags that we made we sold right there 
and Megan Cody came to the party and she knew that Jackie had a lot of potential and especially with her personality she had um, a group that she wanted us to listen to and so she brought them to our house and they did a customized employment plan for her and it was to seek a job elsewhere employment that uh, the positive notes that Jackie could offer for a business um, such as running the music for a spin class or you know uh, having a helper go around and pick up dirty towels or something like that mm -hmm. um, but really that wasn't that wasn't the, the key for Jackie. I don't think that she would have liked it. She would have gotten bored with that. Um, so they had a training session that they did at a high school in Kansas City, and they wanted us to bring all of Jackie's equipment and all of her bags that we had done, and they wanted to, it was kind of a, um, a start to see if maybe that's what we needed to do. And so sure enough, we did it for the, it was for Paris, and they were very impressed with what Jackie could do. Mm -hmm. And then we sold a lot of bags and they knew that that was definitely what Jackie needed to do. So we went the self-employment route. Um, doing self-employment for persons with special needs is difficult because our voc rehab didn't really want to help out with that. Um, most cases for voc rehab last about six months. Ours was four years because they kept making us jump through hoops because they kept putting me off. Um, we worked on the bags for a year and we sold them at, at little, uh, we worked with families together in Kansas. Mm -hmm. They let Jackie come in and sell her bags and so that was kind of a start. Um, that kind of gave me the, the boost of confidence that I needed that I could do this. Well, I got connected in with another mother who uh, did artwork with her daughter who has Williams Syndrome. And she had already been doing the business for a couple of years, so she said, you need to go to a transition conference with us. Mm -hmm. Well, it was about $350 to go to the conference. Jackie had just gotten started. We had no funding. Yeah. And so um, I talked to one of the people who uh, was involved with the wheelchair accessible vans, and I said, you know, I would love to do this. I really think that that would give her a boost, but we just don't have the money for that. And he said, I'm going to sponsor you. So he paid for wow. her conference fee. And we went, and it was on transitioning. Uh -huh. And I had no idea what I was getting into. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of bags made. It was a national conference, so there were people from all over. And it was, I, I was very overwhelmed. I, the first thing I was like, what did you get me into? <laughs> so um, we did, and it was just happened to be in Kansas City, so we didn't have to travel. Um, so we met a group of ladies from Virginia, and they had a transition conference that they wanted us to come to. So about the second year we were doing this, um, we... Uh, the girls, both of the girls, uh, uh, Jackie and her friend, they got invited out there. We went out, and it was a huge conference. It was over 800 people, and we did a presentation, and um, it was an awesome thing. We've never had that kind of experience before, and then we knew that was that was the start. It, it was a it was a big start, and it doesn't always happen like that. But I think that just the small little steps that we took for, with families together in Kansas, that um, that kind of helped us to see where we needed to go with it. But um, our huge thing that we have taken from this is transition. Um, had they 
worked with her from the, I think our state does it when they start at 15. Mm-hmm. Um, if, we'd have, if we'd have worked with transitioning and they would have mapped out a plan, I think things would have been a lot smoother. But then again, the way that we had to learn it and go about it, it was almost better for me. Um, I work best when it's a last minute thing and I'm working by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I, I need to be pushed. <laughs> and um, just like I knew about this conference back in January, <laughs> I waited till May going, oh, we gotta get busy. <laughs> and I did, I did my best work. I mean, I worked fast, but, um, but I think that, uh, you know, that's the great thing about self-employment that we've learned with Jackie is that it works along with her schedule. Mm-hmm. That if she is not uh, in the mood <laughs> or she's, uh, usually she's feeling pretty good. She's very healthy. But if she's just not feeling it that day, then we just don't go there. We just right. don't do that. Um, we had one big conference that we were going to go to in Washington, D.C., and she had to have, you know, kind of an emergency surgery type thing. So we missed out on that. But there you go. They understood. They were like, no problem. And, and it was okay because it was with special needs. So they get it. Um, but a lot of times it's just we would love it if more people outside of the special needs realm could hear their stories because yeah. I think that it would just amaze them and, and if they could watch them working to see what it is that they do. We actually had um, in Virginia, we, um, we sold so many bags there, it was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And one of the gentlemen had uh, two men that were in suit and ties come and watch from afar and I'm like that was making me kind of nervous you know who are these people well they happened to be the CEO and president of Goodwill and this gentleman kept telling them we need to get the community of lower functioning um, individuals out there at jobs and they were like it cannot be done and they were like, he's like, no, I know we could find jobs for them. And he said, I want you to come watch this young lady. And we just happened to have a whole line of people there buying bags. And this one gal had like 10 bags that she was buying and then a whole line behind her. And afterwards, he came to me and I was like, you know, who is that? And he was telling me and he goes, oh, my gosh, they said, had we not seen that, we would have never have believed it. And that's pretty much been the story of Jackie's life when people (laughs) see her because what they see is just this girl in a wheelchair. They don't see, and she can she can play it to the hilt. She plays the wheelchair card a lot. If she sees that people want to uh, not be so smart about who she is, she'll just, you know, just not do anything. She won't communicate with them. She won't be animated. Mm-hmm. And then when she gets around people who know her, who want to have fun, who want to be, you know, all crazy, then she just comes alive. And people, when they see that, they're just like, "Wow, I didn't see that coming," you know. And, and but that's how that's how she works. And we've seen other individuals who do the same thing. That if you give them something that they're happy and you give them a purpose Mm -hmm. and they love what they're doing, they can be who they are. And and it gives them the chance to um, just be a person. And we give her choices. She makes choices on the bags. She chooses colors. She chooses fabrics. She had a young man that was working for her, so she actually paid 
a young man to come and cut the fabric for her and, and wow. she was the boss, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um and he even learned that he would ask her, you know, what it is that you want me to do today and so it was kind of fun watching him communicate. He had Asperger's. Uh-huh. And so it was good for him because uh-huh. it was good for her. Uh-huh. And um, but as far as like a community, um, you know, we give her choices of where she wants to go to church if she's comfortable there. Um, if she doesn't like it, we don't have her go. Uh, where she wants to go shopping, or right now I take her to a gym. Um, she loves it there. She's familiar with it because they used to take her there in high school. So I thought mm-hmm. I would try it again. And sure enough, and everybody there is, they know who she is. They know that she wants to stay and mom's tired and I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because she yells at me all the way to the elevator. And they know that oh, she's not ready to go yet. You know, keep working, mom. <laughs> but she... Um, she does make choices. She answers with yeah, or she will turn away. She doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know her communication because we're with her every day. But a yeah. lot of times I will tell people, um, you need to ask her or you need to talk to her. And usually within about a few seconds, they're like, did she just want or did she just say? And I'm like, yeah. So, I mean, she's really easy to communicate, even though she's nonverbal. Uh-huh. She's uh-huh. very easy to communicate with. Yeah. So, so when you made that transition, because I can see, you know, I, I, I could see that, that. When did that light go on for you of uh, autonomy or, or that, hey, she, she can be more independent than I than I originally thought. Or yeah, tell me about that. Um, I think that's just when we um, went to the first large conference, and that's the first thing I said was, "Oh my gosh, what did you get me into?" <laughs> because then after I sold she all of those, awesome, huh? yeah, then we had another. We were getting. Uh, we had at least one event a month, yeah. and mm-hmm. I had to make all those bags with her so that was a lot of (laughs) you know and um, sometimes I would kick in and say okay grandma I'm going to send you some things to sew (laughs) I need you to sew these for me help us out because we had to get an inventory and that that's been the struggle with it and going back to VR um, after about four years of having an open case with them uh, we had done a business plan with them and they had Mm -hmm. the amount and everything the business financial and so I gave him all the financial stuff that we had done she put we had no funding whatsoever through the whole business we have had no funding Wow the only thing VR did was to cover her racks that we hang the bags on um, and an old clunker communication box that does not work with the needs that we have so we just Mm -hmm. don't use it Um, but they um, he looked at the finances and he goes oh my gosh, you guys have well over exceeded the amount that we thought you would make. And I said, she has bought all her supplies. She keeps up her inventory and she pays for all the trips. Mm-hmm. This is, and she pays the young man to work for her. And I said, so what else is holding us back? I need help. 
you know, this is a successful business. Yeah. We've proved it to be successful. Now I need help. You need to help me um, get into with adult day services that can help her sew the bags. There's so many jobs to go along with the bags and we could have individuals do these, these jobs and, and nothing, nothing at all. And I, our system is not set up for them to be successful because her business was actually so successful, it was too much. And I had to pull back a little bit because I was like, I can't do this. And I'm not gonna make Kansas look good because you guys are not helping me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Because we've had people go, wow, Kansas is really ahead of the game. And I'm like, you don't think that Kansas has anything to do with this, do you? Because they don't. <laughs> this is all my sweat and blood. <laughs> you know? And God, thank you, God, you know. But, um, Tell me so about this support is, systems. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, when you didn't have that. Oh. Yeah. We, through the whole time that she has been born, from the time she's been born till now, um, when she was younger, she cried and screamed a lot. So, you know, she was too loud, too too much, you know, noise made her have fits and, and people just couldn't deal with it. So pretty much everybody just scattered and, and it was just my husband and I. We just had to deal with it. And until she was about 10 years old, we, she was like having five children on her own, you know, by herself. And, and I just was like, I'm never having any more kids. I can't deal with this one that I have. And we just had no support system. It was just us two. And we had to figure out what it is that we could do. And we always had people go, man, you look really tired today. Bye. <laughs> you know, and we had to take shifts because she didn't sleep. And yeah. So finally when she, I don't know, something happened. I mean, I want to give people hope. <laughs> something happened. Something clicked with her when she was about, about 10, 10 and a half, somewhere around in there. And um, she was a whole different kiddo. And even though that's the beginning of the preteens and mm -hmm. the hormones mm -hmm. and everything, some, it helped her. Something happened where she was less anxious about things. And my husband and I had went to a Christian conference and they were talking about having children and, and everything they went in. After I got out of that, I said, I think I need to have another child. I think God was telling me to have another child. Yeah. So there's 11 and a half years difference between Jackie and her younger sister who is 16 now. And she was such an angelic baby compared to what we went through with Jackie. <laughs> she was so angelic. I'm like, oh my goodness, we need to have another one before <laughs> we get too old. <laughs> so we had our son and uh -huh. he's 14. And those two have been just such a blessing to us. They're such good kids. And I said, I believe, not that it was a bad thing to have Jackie because I really believe that she made us grow. Mm -hmm. She made us just really grow in our relationship with Christ. and. And we are so different than the people we could have been. And we thank God every day that look what she's done for us. And so, but I said, I think by having those other two, God has blessed us with them because of all that we had to go through with her. <laughs> because they are so good. You know? and, and I just thank God for them every day. But as far as siblings, sometimes um, I thought all siblings were good with their siblings with the special needs and mm -hmm. comes to find out that's not true. Um, I've had a lot of parents go, how do you get your kids to interact with her like that? And I'm like, um, I don't know. I thought that all kids did that. And they're like, no, 
because a lot of siblings won't have anything to do with them. But I said it was never a forced issue. I don't make them do things for her. Um, We have grown, we have raised them to know about serving other people other than themselves. And today we're in such a me society that that's difficult Mm -hmm. for kids to understand. And I said, you know, we, God gave her to us for a reason. He knew that you were going to be her siblings before you were even born. And there's a reason why she's in our life. So we have to serve her because that's our job. And you have to choose to do that. I can't make you do that. And they have always been really good with her. But we also let them be typical siblings. They argue with her. She argues back with them. They'll tell her to be quiet in not so nice of a way. And she just looks at them like, well, who do you think you are? (laughs) It's just you can always tell by her thought process what her eyes are doing. (laughs) But they treat her typical, and she's typical to them. She's the older sister, you know. And and it's it's fun to watch how they interact with each other. But um, I really didn't have a support system until I had those two kids. Wow. And now I can, because of their age, and my 14-year-old son is pretty big. If it was an emergency, he could lift her with no problem at all. Mm -hmm. But um, my husband and I are actually able to go out once in a while by herself. (laughs) We've never done that before, unless, you know, Grandma would take her once in a great while. But we have never had because we live away from my family Uh um we've never had that option of just leaving her somewhere you know and now we do have uh the gal who was her middle school teacher is her guardian um if something should happen to us and she's had a couple of times now where she's like hey we're gonna have a girls night out me and so and so we're gonna take jackie out and we're gonna go watch a uh, a movie that you might not want to go see (laughs) I was like, you're probably right, so you just go ahead and take her. And they will take her, and they have the best time with her. So she actually has adult time without us. You know, she's not always hanging out with us. And um, now family is starting to see her as, hmm, she is an individual. We're not babying her, even though she lives at home. She has her own space. Um, I may be her 24-7 caregiver, but I do have my other kids who help out and, and um, you know, we just make it work because that's what we were called to do. What advice do you have for those parents that are, like, fearful of that independence or reluctant to... You know, I'm that way with my typical kids. I look and think, oh my goodness, I don't know if I could let them do that. (laughs) But then I think, that's just stupid. (laughs) And I have to think the same way about her. Um, It was kind of odd because she's so dependent on us and how to learn how to separate that, Mm -hmm. to let her be the individual. And that's when I have to have those that I trust to take her, like Megan, Cody and then like Linda Lott she's the guardian and I just have to um, I have to trust them because I know that they they know her you know what she can and can't do but I know that they love her and they would never let anything happen to her and so I mean it's like with a typical child you have to let them stretch out you have to let them see what it is they can do, and even though you may be there with them, you have to give them a little room. Yeah, 
I, I see that. Uh, how do you define success now? How do you define success in general? Oh, I think just watching Jackie smile and just have a lot of joy with what she's doing. Even if we sell bags or we don't sell bags, it's her socialization with people and it's educating people who are not around people with special needs. And we're educating them on letting them see that they do have a personality, that they are a person, that there is a person in there, that they can communicate with them, and that they just need to talk to them, not at them or above them, you know, and and, um, and a lot of times, um, you know, if someone wants to, well, last night we were joking that one of the ladies wanted to, they're like, oh, can I just give her a kiss on the cheek? And I'm like, yeah, if she doesn't like it, she'll just gag. <laughs> But she loved it. She was just communicating with them because they were a crazy bunch of people. And that's yeah. what she... She does not like dull, boring people. She doesn't want to be serious. She wants to have she fun. She wants to go, go with it. Yeah. yeah. And that's um, like the homeless people that we hang out with at church. They are... You know, some of them, sometimes they talk to themselves and she just thinks they're hilarious. They make noises and she thinks they're funny. And and they say things that you wouldn't typically hear in a regular church and she just laughs hysterically. <laughs> so, you know, she she's ornery that way. And I think when people see that, then they catch on and they're like, oh, I see how this works. Yeah. So then people start getting ornery with her and before you know it, she gets a crowd of people and they're just being crazy. But that's how we should be, you know? We shouldn't be so uptight and stiff about it. But like the whole time with Jackie, that was the one thing going through school. Um, there are parents who, that's their personality. That everything, they have to have all their ducks in a row, everything has to be legalized, has to be formal, they have to read all the instructions. Uh -huh. I hate reading instructions. I don't like, uh -huh. I never read any of the IEPs, I didn't really care what they said. <laughs> it's not that I didn't care, it's just that I'm like, this is what we have, this is the reality of it, now let's figure it out mm -hmm. as we go along. And that's what I always do, I always fly by the seat of my pants, I just, that's how I function. And um, sometimes the more chaotic, the better, I think. I can look back going, well, that wasn't so bad, you know. And I think sometimes when we have to formalize things so much, we overthink it. Yeah. And if I had overthought the business of her doing the bags, I don't think it would have worked. Uh, oh, if I would have went... If I would have went through all of the, you know, dot your I's, cross your T's that Voc Rehab was suggesting or um, some of the others that we have run into at conferences, uh, their, their way of things wouldn't have worked. And in fact, that first transition conference we went to, there was a lady, I don't remember what her name is, but she wrote a book on transitioning and she was the keynote speaker. And that's what she was there Whoa. for, was transitioning. And I never met her. And they put us off on another floor. We were away from the conference. I had to send my nine-year-old daughter at the time with Jackie's card saying, hey, come down here, check out what they're doing. And that's how we got business. And when mm -hmm. people found out what we were doing, they were like, oh my gosh, what are you guys doing down here? Well, it's because we didn't pay the $1,100 to be up on that floor. Wow. Yeah. And so once they saw what we were doing, they were like, but this is what we're here for. 
why aren't you guys speaking? And I'm like, speaking? What do you mean? Because I'd never been to a conference before. And they were like, have you met the lady who was writing the book and being the keynote speaker? And I was like, no. They were like, that's like 20 minutes from us. And I said, no, I've never met her before. They told her about us and she would never come to talk to us. She never met us because she wrote the book, but we were living the book, you know, and we probably, um, all her theories were probably wrong because it doesn't work that way. You know, if you don't deal with it on your own, I mean, if you don't really put yourself into it, then you really, you're just writing a book. You have no idea how it goes, but, um, live the life. Yeah, yeah, you have to live it to, in order to make it work. And for the first five years that we did this, we did, like like I said, an event every month. And then now that my other two are in high school, we homeschool the other two. Uh-huh. So their schedule went with Jackie's schedule, and it all meshed really well. Yeah. But um, we, uh, we've kind of cut back a little bit because they are now, I'm letting them do their thing. And mm-hmm. so I had to tell Jackie you have to support your siblings. <laughs> we have to, we did your thing, now we need to do their thing. And, and so, of course, um, this is kind of a vacation for us that we're doing this. So everybody, uh-huh. they did their thing. Before we came here, they went to Six Flags. We came here, this is Jackie's thing. Now, I know this is boring to the rest of you, but, <laughs> but this is Jackie's thing. So it's all, you know, but. Um, How's that, keeping that balanced with, with her siblings? Uh, well, that's the thing that I think it does. It, it does take parenting. I mean, you have to you have to teach everybody. Even with Jackie, it's not always about you. And they will even tell her, "This is not about you. This is about me right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, "Same goes for you. This is about her, and we all need to support her while we're doing this." So everybody pitches in, and um, that's just the way that we've raised them. And mm-hmm. they don't they don't really think anything about it. Yeah, yeah. So it has a lot to do with parenting, and I don't think I, I never had to pull my hair out to get them to this point. But I think homeschooling has helped because I don't think that Jackie went through public schooling, and that is a whole different um, ball game with kids. And even with Jackie, I just, uh, that's why I didn't send the other two to our school district because Uh of the way that it was. They told us that we were just the parents and we had no idea what we were doing, that they read all the books, the books, (laughs) and that they knew what they were doing and that we just needed to listen to them. And I thought, oh, how could I send my other two to school? And I'm like, man, this is the very reason I'm not going to send my other two to your school. Yeah, because yeah. that's not the way it works. We're their parents. <laughs> yeah. We have to parent them. But um, do you use a, a curriculum or anything for homeschool or what? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We we used to use a solid curriculum for them. I don't. Some people yeah. do like a, a tra- where they make up their own curriculum and, and put all the books together and everything. I'm not that way. I'm just like I want it already done for me. Mm-hmm. As long as they get their schoolwork. You know, and I do it with them. So we do our schedule during the school year. Is I do, um, I do one of them like three days a week, and the other one two. The next week we change. I do three with the other one and two with you know. So we change off and on, but we only do it for from like eight to twelve, and then they have to finish it up in the afternoon. And then that's when I do Jackie's bags. We do that in the afternoon, or I take her to the gym, 
but Jackie has, uh, she watches her movies in the morning time, kind of getting herself together, you know, waking up and, and then, uh, her time is the afternoon and it's just worked out perfect. Wow. Wow. So, so go back and, and, um, if you could travel back in time, what advice would you give yourself with, uh, Jackie as a newborn? As a newborn? Yeah. Don't panic. (laughs) (laughs) I think you do. I heard somebody else say this. You get so overwhelmed with all the information. I mean, even at the time, 1988, I had no idea what cerebral palsy was. Where I come from, um, I'm from Branson. We, everybody looked alike. We didn't have any ethnic groups or we had nobody with disabilities. They didn't have anything for them. Mm -hmm. And so um, the, the whole, we were just thrown into it. And I think that's the thing is you get all this information and all this medical stuff coming at you and then all these clinics that you have to go to and and I think for parents, it just gets so overwhelming. And then you get into this mode where uh, you see these other parents being so um, scheduled. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's just not me. I couldn't do that. And I thought, am I, am I being bad? Am I, am I, you know, I started questioning myself. But then the older you get, you look back and you go, you know, I was just doing it the way that God wanted me to do it. And it's worked out fine. We lived through it. So I think for a lot of people, don't ever get intimidated by how someone else is doing it because that just works for them. But that may not work for you. So you have to just take it how it comes to you and how you're going to handle it. But all that medical information and all that stuff, you know what? Uh, I look back and it was probably a whole lot of nonsense. (laughs) <laughs> that I could have skipped. It didn't really do us any any good, you know. And um, it is what it is. And that's the thing is you have to look at the reality of things. And don't set such high expectations that it, you're going to be disappointed and upset if it doesn't happen. You give them little goals and you reach those little goals. And then that's what's exciting as you can see how they've changed over the years and things that they've done. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, Sherry, that, that's great. Great advice. Good. Well, thank you. I, you know, it's just a learning thing. It's a learning process and it's still a learning process. Yeah. But you get to a certain age and you don't care what anybody else thinks. You just do your thing. <laughs> that's good. It, uh, it makes it, it lightens the load, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. Even for the other two. Um, I've just taught them to, um, you know, we have to do it like we do with Jackie. Just take one day at a time. Don't try to take the big chunk, you know. I've got one that's a couple years, she'll be going to college and she's all like in a panic about it. And I'm like, don't worry about it. We'll just take it one step at a time. And I've actually had other families that, well, not a lot, but just maybe one or two, that have actually done the self-employment. And I've asked, when we first started, I asked for advice. And I got the advice of, I did all this research. Why do you think I'm just gonna hand it to you? You gotta take care of it yourself. And you know, that has not been my thing. I'm like, whatever I have found, I'm gonna share it. Because I really feel like that's what God wants us to do. And we are to be a community. We shouldn't individualize individualize ourselves. Mm -hmm. We should come together and help each other out. Because to me, that's how it's gonna work. 
And when we go to conferences and we hear other people's stories, we're like, oh, that's a good idea. I would have never thought of that. And that helps. So if we can give some kind of advice to help someone, I'd be more than happy to. Because that's just, and, and I had someone do that with my daughter and, and going to school. And she's like, you know, um, I can help you through that. There's no, season, no sense for me keeping all the information to myself. I would love to share it because yeah. I think that's what we're supposed to do. It's the relationships. Yeah. 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 That's the reason for them, connections. So if someone wants to buy a bag from Jackie and they're not at this conference, how do they go about doing that? Um, you can go on to Facebook. We just got down to a Facebook page. That's all we have. And it's just J-A-C-K-I-E-K. Bags, B-A-G-S. So it's just Jackie K. Bags on Facebook. And you can message me. We can do personalized bags. We've done bags for bridal showers, uh, for the bridal party. Um, you know, and I shoot back pictures of fabric, and they'll choose what they want, and it always turns out fine. And they fill things with, you know, in the bags for the, the bridesmaids. Or we've done baby bags. Um, there was an insurance company who had um, uh, mothers, single moms, you know, and they did uh, baby showers for them. And every month they they bought one of Jackie's bags. So they bought a whole bunch, but uh, they bought like 30 bags and we made baby bags and they filled them with baby items. And then every month they gave one away to, uh, you know, an unwed mother. And so, uh, you know, we've, we've done bags for the homeless people. We've filled them with toiletries and things and and giving them to them and and um you know if we could find we've done the conference bags we made those and so yeah and so if anybody wants like a personalized bag they can just message me and we just kind of go back and forth and works out fine how about if um there might be any listeners of organizations that want you to come to a conference how do they go about that same same method yeah they can contact me through there and usually i message them my phone number okay all right wonderful yeah. Thanks so much, Sherry, for taking the time and taking. Uh, I'm so glad I got to meet you and talk with you. Well, thank you. We always love sharing her story. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's a great story to share. So thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs>